Last time on Montreal Sauce. So if I use this uh, Arc OS that you speak of and I somehow push the wrong button, does my face melt or? <laughs> no, there, there is, there's no face melting. So I have to ask, uh, I will stop uh, bothering you because this is a horrible question, but there's an old I man. I like horrible it's, questions. It's a, there's an old man inside of me or a wife that I have who asks these questions <laughs> of me because I'm very immature and don't think of them, but she was... She kind of put it to me the other day. I was like, I love having people on the show who are passionate. And that seems to be like who I gravitate to and say, hey, come be on the show, be on the show. And, um, you know, so obviously you've taken on all the reins and you've raised funds and you developed ArcOS and, and you're working very hard. This is your job and it's totally awesome and inspiring. But do you have like long-term plans for Jacob that maybe aren't the project? I mean... The old man question buried in this uh, stupid uh, rambling is like, you know, what does Jacob have for retirement? <laughs> <laughs> retirement from Arc OS, or you mean in general? Like in general, in general. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, I I really have no idea. I mean, of course. My my thing about Arc OS is that. I got into it and I wanted it to be an open source project. And then I discovered that, hey, I might be able to make my living off of this. Or I might be able to, you know, do something that can involve other people and support them and be really, really cool. And so that made me even more encouraged to want to do it and want to pursue this kind of avenue. Um, It's obviously not something I'm going to do to the end of my days, but um, that's kind of why I started this Citizen Web Project, which is a nonprofit organization in the making to support other uh, projects that are focused on decentralization of the internet. And that's kind of a broad brush term, decentralization. But um, it can be any kind of software or hardware that deals with breaking up the big monopolies that control our data. So anyone who wants to take on something that Google does in a fashion that's distributed or decentralized between different computers and not necessarily in this one huge monolith, I can't let you do that, Dave, kind of supercomputer, (laughs) then that's what I want to do. That's what I want to help. So that's kind of why I'm doing the Citizen Web Project as well on the side is that once ArcOS winds down or there are other people who are smarter than me and better than me who are taking over the reins, then... I will kind of transition to that and be able to help other projects and you know you know in any other way that I know how to do it. And so that's kind of what I want to do for a long-term basis if, you know, you know once ArcOS becomes bigger than what I can do, then that's what I'll transition to, I think. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's every time I talk about someone, I'm like, isn't that cool? My wife's like, they have no retirement. But I find, um, <laughs> I was going to ask, like, are Canadians just more focused on retirement than Americans? That could be. <laughs> they do have got less them debt. RRSPs, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm only, I'm only 24, so I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about things like that, like you might, Chris. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And. I think that's her point is that I'm not 24 anymore, even though I think I'm 18. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, and and so she gets concerned when I get and all like super excited about something. She's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. She's my ground, right I on suppose. our table, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, you just made me think when we were talking about the future. Uh, <laughs> have you actually tried any of the mesh networks? Like, uh, which some people are like saying is the future because the internet's going to be controlled by Comcast and Verizon. Yeah, I um, I've dabbled a little bit. I've dabbled. Um, there are lots of good systems. Whether we're talking about mesh networking in terms of wireless, you know, you put an antenna on the top of your house and you can connect to some other dude that has an antenna, you know, less than a kilometer away. Um, or we're talking about creating a parallel network, kind of like Tor does with its private services. Um, I've dabbled with a little bit of both, and it's very interesting. It's obviously nowhere near where it needs to be to be mainstream, just like a lot of new technologies are. But it's something that I believe very strongly in to the point that I want ArcOS to be a big driver behind that, if it can be. So we're thinking that sometime after Genesis ArcOS hits 1.0, we want to make a pretty heavy technical investment in getting ArcOS systems to be able to connect each other in a mesh networked way. And this is going to be kind of something similar to what has been proposed with FreedomBox, but hasn't been developed very, I don't know, quickly. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of what we want to do. And it's not necessarily because we think that the internet's going to hell in a handbasket, which some people might say it is. We believe that we should be fighting against that with every opportunity that we have. But it's just because, like I said a little while ago, the more possibilities you you create for people, the less that um, surveillance organizations or marketing companies are going to spend a huge amount of time on capturing the one thing that people use. The more options you provide to people, the more diffuse you make it, the better it is. So we want to make it as diffuse as possible. And if we can help popularize some of these up-and-coming mesh networking protocols with ArcOS, then we'd be extremely happy to do so. Oh, cool. Like I always see people talking about them, and I'm like, I, I should try that out because mm-hmm. I don't have enough little silly things that I'm interested in. And- <laughs> <laughs> and we like it, like I kind of hit on before, there's the wireless mesh networking, which I've been involved with a little bit, except for the fact that my landlord wouldn't let me put a wireless um, <laughs> antenna on the roof of our apartment, which yep. is kind of unfortunate. Oh, Montreal. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. But, I mean, there's that. Um, you can have like a point-to-point wireless network set up with your your friend with for only like a hundred dollars per antenna or something like that, and it's it's pretty convenient. Or there's a very popular solution right now. Um, it's called oh gosh, <laughs> what is it called? Um, it's it's a uh, let me see if I can do a Google search for it here while I blather on about it. Isn't it? It, it allows you to connect over the network to different individuals, but it's it's a parallel network and it uses a different kind of DNS system. So it's called CJDNS, hmm. oh, and okay. that allows you to connect to a network called Hyperborea. That's what I was trying to think of. H. Yeah, yeah, and I have a colleague that's used it somewhat extensively. Um, someone who works with me on the Citizen Web Project, and he's really impressed with it, and we really want to be able to make CJDNS and Hyperborea a part of ArcOS in a future version. Um, but that's like the biggest mesh network over the wires, so to speak, that's um, that's currently being used in use and currently being expanded upon. 
And I would highly recommend anyone that has the ability to have a VM somewhere to to check it out. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. The uh... it's called Project MeshNet, I think. ProjectMeshNet.org. Yeah. That's it. Oh, good. My show notes are done. <laughs> um, <laughs> ProjectMeshNet.org. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, the uh the the one thing I was just thinking of the other day, uh I when I asked you like cuz I keep um fluttering around uh, different networks and I was like, "Oh, um I remember when uh, Arturo was uh jumping on to um GNUI social. Mm-hmm. Uh he was yes, like yes. getting some tutelage from you and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I was tutelaging. Yes, and I was like, <laughs> I would like to uh, try that too. And then um, I was having trouble finding information, and then I was like, oh, I'll just try Quitter, and the site was down, so I never actually got to use Quitter. And then recently, yeah. Yeah. recently, I mentioned it, and you said just use Quitter, and so I did, and I jumped on there, and I was trying it out, but I was like, that that's a plugin that ArcOS needs, or I haven't found yet because yeah. I haven't uh, had it running in a while. But I was like, yeah. oh, I should, I should try and see if there's a plugin for that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quitter or GNU Social, which is what it's based on, um, it's really really cool. And if anyone is familiar with Identica, which is what it kind of grew out of, it's called StatusNet, which is the base of the software. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, Identica is using something else, which is kind of less than great than StatusNet, in my opinion. But um, it's it's a really cool social networking system that allows you to share statuses, share images. What it reminds me a lot of is of Facebook back in the day, like Facebook circa 2008 when I first started using it. Before it was, you know, it became show us all of your photos and all of your things and put it all in one place, and you'll be happier. Um, but it, it, it's it's a very simple platform. It's based in PHP. It allows you to share your statuses with your friends. It allows you to share a photo from time to time. You can even put up a poll. Um, but the coolest thing is that it's decentralized. So if you have a server, you can run your own instance of GNU Social, um, formerly StatusNet, and it can connect to anyone's GNU Social instance on the internet. It's kind of like Diaspora in that respect, if you know what Diaspora is. So... Um, it's it's something that was recently forked from an old version of software, so there are significant amount of bugs with it. So it takes a lot of patience. That's one thing that I've <laughs> that I've had to learn is that I've I've I think I've rebooted my GNU social instance like two times and had to clear my database two times just because it you know it, it takes a lot of patience. But it's one of those things where this is something that allows you to communicate with people that run their own servers and allows you to have a significant amount of control over who sees it and how the information that's on there is being used. So with any of those kinds of systems, I give a huge thumbs up. It's just, you know, it's it's written in PHP and it's kind of slow. So that's kind of what's inhibited us implementing in Narc OS is that we're just now getting yeah. to more powerful platforms like the QB truck and so on. The QB truck is probably the only thing you want to think about running it on. So GNU Social plus other things that are more resource intensive, we're just now getting to implement those things if we can. 
Sorry, pause for show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Writing something down rather than typing. I can ad-lib some elevator music if you're lying. (laughs) Yeah, the... the, uh, that's definitely something you feel when you're using. I mean, own own cloud is is really the primary thing that ships. That's PHP and ArcOS currently, right? Yep. And that's um, certainly a performance hit that you feel when you're uh, when you're using it on a Raspberry Pi. Um, I mean, I love I love own cloud. I mean, look at all of the features that it has. It's amazing. Yes. There are just a lot of things. Both when we're talking about how the back end is set up. Both when we're talking about how its first run is done, it's it's just very very painful for me, and I don't know why things are done in the way that they are done. Yeah, so yeah. You're using ArcOS or own cloud rather with ArcOS and the Raspberry Pi. You install the package and you click on the link, and then it takes like five minutes of a white screen while it's working. <laughs> in the yes, yep. in order to do. Whatever it's doing, God knows what it's doing. I don't even know what it's doing, and I, you know, program the freaking plugin for it. So, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some decisions that were made that I have no idea why it's that way, um, and it's really really heavy weight for that. But that's kind of again why we're transitioning to support some systems that are a bit more powerful than the Raspberry Pi, yeah. like the QB board too, um, and the QB truck, which I highly recommend. Is because you can even run a lot of you know PHP heavy PHP sites like OwnCloud, and you can have a good amount of performance. Well, and I think that's a potential advantage going forward of running it in a um, in a VPS kind of system as well, is because you're exactly. going to have a lot of horsepower there plus yeah. the bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about VPSs is, is you can get a DigitalOcean VPS. 512 megabytes, which is the same as the Raspberry Pi, um, for only $5 a month, but it still has more CPU power than the Raspberry Pi has. So you're really not going to notice any of the performance problems that OwnCloud has, and you're going to be able to run it mostly unencumbered for a very cheap amount of money. And yeah, that, we actually run the uh, the streaming server that we're uh, broadcasting through right now is uh, is Linode, very similar yeah. setup to DigitalOcean. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's um, we actually I got on board that right before they announced their ten dollar a month plan. You can tell they're being pushed by DigitalOcean on their pricing. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they really were. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're we're on the twenty dollar a month plan, but we could actually step down to the ten dollar a month plan easily and still support um, a thousand listeners on the horsepower and bandwidth that we get through you know one VPS. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's one of the the flexibility of having a VPS is is one of the things that makes me inclined to use them as much as I can for our, our, our services back end with, you know, the citizen web project and all the software mirrors that we have. Um, and it's, and it's even better for, you know, an end user to just register a VPS and DigitalOcean and Linode have both made big progress, a lot of progress in how easy they make that for end users. Of course, there's still progress that can be made, Mm -hmm. um, which we hope to actually do once we offer ArcOS as a VPS. But, um, just the fact that it's flexible, you can say, okay, now I need only 512 megabytes of RAM, then next month I might need 2 gigabytes of RAM. The fact that you can just change instead of having to buy a whole new hardware. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, with all of the you know, financial and environmental impacts that that has, 
you know, it's a lot of times it's just easier to have a VPS. Oh, a pregnant pause again. <laughs> oh no, that that Through signifies the elevator music. that signifies a horrible quiz. Yes, it does. It's been a while since we've been able to do the quiz. Yes, I've got the right. uh, soundboard. Soundboard is <laughs> ready to go. All right. Okay. So I decided, since uh, you guys like to make fun of me for being old, uh, to torture you with old I man only knowledge. Did it once, okay? I, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a really make fun. It was like a half make fun. I, I don't <laughs> think I'd make fun of you for being old, Chris. Or okay, I don't I'm even sensitive. know how old you are. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sensitive. <laughs> I decided to quiz you guys on well. Uh, I don't know about uh, Jacob currently, but I know that Paul is a fan of the facial hair, and so am I. (laughs) So I decided to quiz you guys on Burt Reynolds' mustache. (laughs) Awesome. I honestly can't think of a better topic than that. Awesome. Yeah, well, I know. And then you guys were talking about, you know, the awesome, uh, easy-to-use VPS services. So after this, you know, one of you can start your Burt Reynolds mustache fan site with one of those services. (laughs) You mean that doesn't exist already? I would be very surprised if that doesn't exist already. Yeah, there's got to be a a Burt Reynolds stash.tumblr.com, I imagine, has to exist. (laughs) Excellent. So it's really simple, guys. I'm going to name you a movie or TV show, and you're going to say yes or no. Was he? Did he have a mustache at the time? That's that's how simple this game is. You mean he wow. had a? You did? He didn't have a mustache out sometime. Yes, in fact, I did perilous research to find this out. <laughs> perilous research. Perilous. Yes, I was hanging off the a back of an Edmonton bus uh, <laughs> while googling this just for the show. Um, on a on a longboard, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the the surf kind, not the skateboard kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm going to start with you, Jacob. Okay. Uh, Mr. Burt Reynolds. One of the early things that he did was the Perry Mason TV show. So, did he have a mustache or not? <sighs> Perry Mason TV show. I'm going to go with yes. He did not. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, Paul. So, okay. Um, you probably because you are a young whippersnapper have seen because also because you're a super fan of Adam Sandler, The Longest Yard. But that was a remake of a Burt Reynolds movie from the '70s or, or maybe the late '60s. And so Burt Reynolds <laughs> played the football player uh, Paul, whatever his name is that Adam Sandler played. So in that movie, did Burt Reynolds have a mustache or not? Oh, you've got me second guessing myself. I want to say I want to say no, but I feel like I should say yes now because um, you're gonna. Would mix a it mustache up. player have a mustache? Uh, a football player have a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what a mustache player is. Is this like curling? <laughs> Would a mustache player have a football? Uh, <laughs> I am gonna go with yes. He had a mustache. He did not. Ah! Wow. You know it's what? like Burt Reynolds is just per- all of the movies where he didn't have a mustache. <laughs> uh, would I do that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to make it really difficult. I so, would do- 
Yeah, well. So, Jacob, there's this movie with Sybil Shepherd. Uh, I believe it was in the 80s, called At Long Last Love. And it's actually a musical, which is crazy. I actually might have to watch this. But uh, um, Burt Reynolds is uh, co-starring with Sybil Shepherd in this movie. Mustache or no mustache? Sybil Shepard's kind of crazy. Uh, oh my gosh, oh gosh, so much pressure. Mustache. You are correct. Oh. oh he's beating you now, yeah. Paul. That apparently. Yeah. That took a lot of effort. One of these uh, side things that I got a little uh, sidetracked on while researching this, uh, apparently, a studio editor, not the editor of the film. <laughs> um, Either way, they're probably terribly handsome guys, editors. Uh, <laughs> a studio editor, editor cut a version uh, that more closely resembled the shooting script, and he somehow slipped this into distribution uh, six or seven years after the movie debuted. And it's actually the version that was or could be still on Netflix, depending on whether they offer it right now. And the uh, director, uh, Peter Bogdanovich, was surprised to hear people like the movie because it wasn't that popular when it came out. And um, so he sat down to watch it on Netflix and found out that wasn't the film that he put together. <laughs> it was <a> studio <laughs> it's like, people like this? It wasn't even that good. And then he watched it and he was like, oh, this isn't my film. <laughs> Walter Murch se- secretly snuck into the studio and recut the entire film for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, Paul, you got to catch up. All right. So this is a movie. I'm not sure if this was uh, what the Dukes of Hazard is based on or not. But anyway, <laughs> it's a movie about bootlegging because who doesn't love race cars and bootlegging? And That's obviously right. Burt Reynolds. So it's called White Lightning. Did he have a mustache or White not? White Lightning. He's got to have a mustache in a movie called White Lightning. He did not. <laughs> oh, man. This is uh, stunning to me. This is it's, crazy it's, to me. It's crazy. It was crazy to me because I thought this is going to be a dumb quiz because they're all going to be yes. But <laughs> So, Jacob. I want to know what white lightning means. Really? You don't know? No. White lightning is kind of like the... Um, it's another nickname for moonshine. Like the... Okay. Liquor uh, people were making back in the day in stills when you weren't supposed to have any you didn't alcohol. Have a mustache in that? No, <laughs> he did. Like, did the people he would the like the studio know that he could have a mustache? Like that was a possibility. <laughs> I, I think that this was probably early on in his career that one. So they should have or, said, you know, I can have a mustache. Like this can be a whole lot better of a movie if you wanted it to be. <laughs> But they just didn't say, no, I don't want it to be a good movie. Or or they wanted to get away from the mustache look. They wanted him to really delve into his, like, southern character and, you know, be cleanly shaven and look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jacob. Another so Hollywood he was... misunderstanding the American heartland. It happens. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, it does. Speaking of uh, Hollywood and TV shows, that's a horrible uh, segue. Uh <laughs> He was also, which I knew this, but I had never watched it because not a Western fan, but he was also on the TV show Gunsmoke. And did he have a mustache or not? I feel like it would be unjust if he didn't. 
So you're saying no? That's correct. I'm saying no. No mustache? I'm saying no. He did have a mustache. He did have a mustache. Okay. Yes. yes. You're wrong. He actually did not. (laughs) But you're you're still winning. Today we all learned that Burt Reynolds' mustache has somehow permanently etched itself in our brains by seeing it one time. Yeah, yes. well, I mean, he and has it when he bandit. doesn't need to have it, and he doesn't have it when he probably should have it. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a good rule of thumb to me. Right. Exactly. Okay, Paul, you're going to get this one. I can feel it. Okay. He, Speaking of TV, he was also in an episode of The X-Files where he plays a character named Mr. Burt. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's ambiguous. Did, did he have a mustache or not? I'm going to say no this time because every other time I've said yes and I've been wrong. Now I'm going to be wrong again. You are wrong. He did have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, um, he was in one of those uh, the later years after David Duchovny left and uh, he played chess with Scully and he sort of was like a god-like character. Like he sort of disappeared and appeared and they didn't know who he was and yeah. Jacob, I wish I could say that I was throwing this so that our guest could win, but that's totally not the case. I am trying to win this. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand. <laughs> okay, Jacob. So I didn't make any notes for this, but he was in a movie called Hustle. Mustache or no mustache? Can you hustle without a mustache? Like, is that possible? <laughs> didn't, uh, I think John Travolta did it, right? Yeah, that's true. Mustache. No mustache. Good lord. I'm just Man. awful. Wow. No, I mean, Look. this is, like, unreasonably hard. Like, I didn't even know that he didn't have a mustache at one point. Like, I thought he was born with it. Like, I thought he came, <laughs> he you know. He just came out with yeah, a mustache. he just came out with a mustache. Ready to eat a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> so much of my image of him is the Norm MacDonald sketch of celebrity jeopardy <laughs> right where he's wearing the huge hat he's like yeah it's a huge hat it's funny and he has a mustache even then right. so why can he not have a mustache during this movie that you just cited to me i don't understand okay now paul. i'm trying to remember if he had one in mystery alaska okay paul you're right. gonna catch up we gotta get yeah. you caught up make okay. this interesting all right burt reynolds was in a movie called all dogs go to heaven an animated <laughs> film <laughs> did he have a mustache or not <laughs> Did the dog have a mustache? Right. Did his dog, did his dog have a mustache? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what do you define as a dog mustache? Because, I mean, they all kind of have some fur up there. Yeah. But um, th- it wasn't drawn as an overt mustache, I think right. is what you're it's saying. Right? Cartoony, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't actually draw fur. <sighs> Okay, Jacob. Um, he did another football movie uh, after the, uh, what was it, Longest Yard, and it was called Semi-Tough. And the tagline for the movie was, it doesn't matter, it don't matter if you win or lose, just as long as you score. <laughs> uh, I'm so kind of 
confused as to what marketing department would ever put that tagline together. <laughs> but I, I think it was like an eight, it was an eighties film, so I think it was sort of like we're going to compete with Porky's mm-hmm. and all those. Oh. Mm. I would say no mustache. He did. He did have a movie, a mustache and semi. Wow, There's been one correct answer nuts, so man. far. This is true. Defying all odds. Wow. So, Paul, he was okay. in Woody Allen's film, Everything You Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask. Mm-hmm. Mustache or no mustache? Mustache. Yes, you are tied. Well, I mean, that one's kind of easy, though. Awesome. <laughs> you have to have a mustache, because, I mean, have you ever seen Woody Allen without a mustache? No, and you don't, you know. You want to show up Woody Allen if you're in a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I think you gave have, him a softball there. Have you ever seen the movie? No. <laughs> uh, I think I have seen that movie. Actually. I'm not afraid yeah. to ask anything, so I haven't seen the movie. Ah, uh, well, I do remember like that portion of the movie. He like has like a cameo in it. It's really strange. Like <laughs> at, at that point in the movie, I think Woody Allen is like excited by a woman. And so they zoom into his head and they show like a whole crew of people like running Woody Allen's body and like oh, they're like that's right that's I've right seen bits of that one yeah yeah and there are people in parachutes who are supposedly the sperm and like Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. is like a commander or something so <laughs> one of his more illustrious roles I'm sure exactly okay Jacob so he was in a movie where it was you know an awesome cop movie. Uh, gangsters and bullets flying and it was called Seamus mustache or no mustache Mm. this is hard because I feel like a lot of my gut instinct has been yes he has a mustache in any movie that makes him seem like a tough guy but then there's this and then there's a lot of the failures that I've had in the recent past (laughs) so but I mean I don't think I've ever even seen a police officer in real life that hasn't had a mustache. So I would just have to say yes. You are correct. (sighs) Okay. My internal biases biases have paid off, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Paul, i got to make it fair. So this is another cop movie, and uh, it's called... (laughs) It's called Sharky's Machine from the 80s. Uh, yes, mustache. He did. It's tied to no. two. Yeah, you got to make it fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Jacob, he was in a movie uh, which I think was like some sort of uh, swamp adventure, <laughs> swashbuckling <laughs> thing called Gator. And his co-star or the baddie in the film was Jerry Reed, who is his co-star in Smoking the Bandit. Uh, did he have a mustache or not? Hmm. Gator. Yes. Mustache. Yes, you are correct. The song <sighs> will have mustaches. <sighs> you have no idea how tense I am at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost over. It's almost over until you guys tie and force me to search... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Paul, he was in a film which I was, I think I have to watch because seeing clips of it was really bizarre. But it was called uh, Nickelodeon and it has nothing to do with the TV channel. <laughs> hmm. 
No mustache. I'm going to give it to you. No mustache. Why did you give it to him? Does he have like a half of a mustache? Uh, in the beginning of the film, he has no mustache, and in the end, he has a mustache. <laughs> in the middle of the movie. Oh, he grow he grows. There's a yes. Oh, okay. That's 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 the that's all of Act Two. Actually, it's just a close up of his face <laughs> as his mustache grows. Just sitting there in front of the camera. <laughs> Act One. Bring in Bruce. <laughs> bring it. Bring in Bert. Act Two. Mustache grows. That that was truly the softball. I actually, I, there I are probably <laughs> a lot of people who paid for it. Yes. I looked that one up and I said, no, he doesn't have one. And then, like, I saw another screen cap, like, in the image search and it had, he had a mustache. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I I watched the trailer for the film and I was like, this looks like a really intriguing film. And then I was like, wait, oh, he has a mustache there. Oh, no, he doesn't have one there. What the hell is going on? But so that was actually shooting another movie at the same time and they insisted (laughs) that he have a mustache. Yes. This is either a continuity problem or they did this on purpose. <laughs> It'd be great if he was in the same scene but two different cuts. <laughs> like his mustache <laughs> keeps appearing and disappearing. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, Jacob. He yeah. was in a film, I think this was late 80s, where he uh, was a cop again, but his partner was a little boy. <laughs> and it was called Cop and a Half. Obviously, a box office smash. Yeah. I didn't even know that Burt Reynolds had been in this many movies. (laughs) Yeah. The sad thing is, is I did. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so... Mustache or no mustache, cop and a half. Concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. (laughs) Um, Cop and a half. The last two questions that had to deal with Bruce Reynolds... Burt Reynolds, Bruce Reynolds, Bruce, Bruce Reynolds. Yeah, that's <laughs> evil, uh, evil twin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Burt Reynolds being a police officer, he had a mustache. So I feel like I have to say that he had a mustache. And you're correct. Can't go wrong with police officer and mustache. That's right. Yeah. How really? many movies has Burt Reynolds been a police officer in? <laughs> That's a great. I should. I should know the answer to that. Minus That's a, a point for, for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to safely lot. say all of them. Yeah. And At the least ones that for a few the ones that you he doesn't announce it. He's undercover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for continuity, he's actually yes. the same character in all the movies. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm more intrigued by the idea of Bruce Reynolds, the Bollywood superstar. <laughs> and he still has a mustache. Yes, yes, uh, yes, a Bollywood mustache. <laughs> okay, Paul, he's leading you four to three. All right. This movie is not terribly, well, it's old now, but uh, it's more recent. Uh, Strip Tease with Demi Moore. Did he have a mustache or no mustache? I think he played a congressman. Yeah. I'm going to go no mustache. Oh, you tie it up. Oh. I should have gave Boom. you the congressman hit. That's right. That is what helped me. <laughs> Congressmen do not have mustaches. Well. Okay, they, unless they're Ted Cruz. <laughs> they do. They can. They can, yes. Yeah. But in Hollywood, they don't. No, that's true. Yeah, they have the red tie and the blue suit. That's right. Okay, Jacob. 
I remember this movie from my youth because mm. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Burt Reynolds plays a stuntman, and his co-star is Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, that's right, Airwolf baby, and uh, <laughs> and also uh, Roscoe Pico Train from the Dukes of Hazard. And the football star Terry Bradshaw uh, are in this film called Hooper, and they're a bunch of stuntmen. Terry Bradshaw. I don't know. I feel like Terry Bradshaw has a mustache, doesn't he? I think he did it sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he would want to not be like, feel like he's being shown up by another guy with a mustache. Like, I feel like if he had the opportunity to have a mustache and someone else did, then he would too. Yeah, like, but does he's that make Bert sense? Reynolds. I mean, can even yeah. um, Tom Selleck can't even compete with his mustache. That's, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I think Tom Selleck has a bit. Well, no, we won't get into that because that can yeah, be that's yeah, it's a horrible debate. But mm, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with yes. Yes, he did have a mustache. You're correct. <sighs> this is like, this is really, really tough. It is tough. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Not looking at the answers. Yeah. It's interesting. And I think I, even though I threw Paul a couple softballs, uh, I have two more questions. And I believe I started with you, Jacob. So somehow that works out to you getting more questions than him. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a chance to win. I Unless so. I don't ask you the last question. I mean, if Paul gets this wrong, I don't need to, right? That's so, true. It's like true. It's this like is like a uh, World baseball. Cup shootout. Yes, yes. This is this is the Netherlands versus Argentina, man. Okay, Paul. So he was in a movie with Jim Neighbors. Yeehaw! Yeah. Uh, and that movie, he played a NASCAR stock car racer, and the movie's called Stroker Ace. Mustache or no mustache? <clears throat> That's a great name for a film. No, it's it is. not. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was like, well, who would name a movie that? Right. <laughs> who would name an episode of the podcast that? We would. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with no, no mustache. He did have a mustache. Ah. <laughs> oh, that looks, it means it looks like Jacob wins. This yes, was really, that's five like, to four. Were these questions in chronological order? No, they were not. They were okay. not because I, I thought chronological would be a dead giveaway because it, it does would. seem like you know if he started in the sixties, like no one had mustaches. Yeah, yeah. So the, the I, mustache frequency and reliability <laughs> goes up significantly once you hit the eighties. Seems like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I see a study that attests to the same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like if, if any you, of our listeners take, or Jacob want to make a pilgrimage, they can go to Jupiter, Florida, because I think there's a Burt Reynolds Museum there. So. <laughs> I, mean, I think it was in financial trouble, so they may need your help to raise money. But oh well, that doesn't surprise me. I don't know, <laughs> I make like some potato had, salad. I I probably go to a, a Sean Connery mustache museum, maybe <laughs> a Tom Selleck mustache museum, but I mean Burt Reynolds, yeah. If he's been in that many movies that I have never even heard of in my life, and I have to go off the fact that, oh, yeah, he was a cop, and cops all have mustaches, then, I mean, just send me to the Sean Connery Mustache Museum, and I'll be happy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
I thought that was like your opening, Paul, to do your Sean Connery voice. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. <laughs> Shake and not stirred. <laughs> the the only way I can do a fake Sean Connery accent is to use a movie that like nobody saw. I have to use like a catchphrase from a movie that no one saw, which was um the co star in that movie was uh Oh, why can't I think of his uh, always young-looking name? Um, <laughs> it was the dragon movie that he was in where Sean Connery played the dragon, and he's like, I am the last one. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Dragonheart. Was that what it is? Okay. I think that's what it's called. <clears throat> Who was his co-star? Dennis Quaid. There yeah, I think you're right. Oh, that was going to kill me. But it didn't. <laughs> I live <clears throat> to say, I am the last one. <laughs> Dragonheart. Wow. Dragonheart, 1996. <laughs> yep. Show Sounds about right. Um, I my my um this time I prepared, thanks to Jacob's help on the last quiz, um for the Canadian quiz uh questions uh on the spot, but this time I prepared for a tiebreaker and I was gonna ask you guys what movies he had a beard in. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah, that was <sighs> That was going to be some scary. And that took a lot more research on my part and a lot more movie watching. (laughs) (laughs) Are you building a collection of maybe, maybe we can get even more specific with the, with the new podcast and make it not just bad movies, but bad Burt Reynolds movies. (laughs) Specifically, we're going to watch bad Burt Reynolds movies and do a podcast about them. It's Burt Reynolds month year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Season one is just Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so, so one of the films that um, he uh, did not have a beard in, which was going to be my getcha, in case you said yes to this one, was called The End of Skullduggery. <laughs> and, uh. and the name of that movie prompted me to like go, what the what? So uh-huh. I Googled it. And the basis of this film is that they find the missing link. You know, the 80s was in love with that term. They find a skull that is not quite human and not quite ape. And so they go into the jungle to look for more or to see if they can find this creature. And they do. So, at least in the trailer they did, show these creatures. (laughs) So, I was like, this is some really bad sci-fi that I might have to partake in. I, I can't wait to see them like observing the missing link and while he has a tea party while picking bugs out of his head. <laughs> Prequel to Congo. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you may not have our blood diamonds just because we look like apes. We are not idiots. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you for playing along on that uh, dreadfully scary quiz, Jacob. It was tough. I gotta say, it was it was not easy. <laughs> I like the fact that you have even said you you weren't at all intrigued by any of these films, and you're just gonna leave the podcast now and watch a Sean Connery film. Well, yeah, <laughs> it just reminded me of yeah Sean Connery. They're my favorite. What can I say? Highlander. Yes. 
<laughs> and now I kind of want to remake like uh, Cannonball Run with Sean Connery and Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Just put everything in a Scottish accent and it will be better. That's right. <laughs> what Cannonball is? <laughs> I just made my wife watch those movies because they are uh, from my youth as a young boy. Car movies, yay, cars, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. she just humored me. So, <laughs> yeah, these are great, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to watch these again. Not. <laughs> what was really interesting is, uh, yes, they're from the '80s, and that is a long time ago. But I, like I said before, I refuse to believe that because I don't believe that I've aged. So I watch like <laughs> some of the sexism and things in the film and just like cringe <laughs> like uh oh I forgot about that part my wife is not going to like that <laughs> <sighs> I don't know I feel like nowadays we're in kind of like a a stretched decade where you know appreciating things that happened in the 80s is still okay Whereas if you were in maybe 2000 and you appreciated things that happened in the 50s, or not the 50s, I can't do math, the 70s, or if you were in the 90s and you appreciated things happened in the 60s and so on, it was kind of different. But our culture is expanding at such a quick rate that we can't necessarily let go of things that happened in the past so quickly. So well, it's, we, still okay to, it's still okay to appreciate 80s, 80s music. And that's exactly the way that I justify it every time that I'm listening to you know, Depeche Mode and everything. <laughs> because it happens a lot. Well, the, the media is giving us so much more permanence, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's certainly some ephemeral nature to things like social media and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, but there's... Like, you can go back and watch a lot of 80s uh 70s and 80s tv shows even and they look as good today as the day that they were recorded yeah um and pretty much it's not you don't have that like disconnect of Mm -hmm. oh that was on black and white or oh there's like record scratches when i go to play this back or whatever it's it's like just and if and I feel like the, the 2000s was such a lost decade. <laughs> if we're talking about music or we're talking about anything, like no, very, very little good music happened in the 2000s. Yeah. It was in yeah. the 90s, right? Like there was Battlestar Galactica in terms of TV, which was awesome, right? But I mean, very, very few awesome things happened in the 2000s. So maybe that's why we just are ignoring that decade and still hanging on to still, the other <laughs> Yeah. In other news, Jacob is my favorite guest ever. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> BSG for life. BSG for life, indeed. <laughs> and I think that's actually a show that we haven't talked about very much on Montreal Saw, surprisingly. I, I have. You've been like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was rewatching it in the early <laughs> seasons of Montreal Sauce with my wife, uh, making her watch it. And, and you were like, it's good. I really liked it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. <laughs> that's right yeah i remember that's right. because my soul hurts um <laughs> <laughs> well i started i mean i rewatched the um the miniseries uh that starts it off and uh it, for whatever reason it just didn't feel as compelling to me as the first time that i watched it 
which is probably I mean, true it, of a lot of shows. It gets but. better as it goes on. I mean, the season, the first season is like, uh, yeah, you know, this might go somewhere and this might be interesting. But I mean, season two is much, much better. And season three is like, oh my God, I can't even believe this is something that exists. I think one of the powers that they have too is it was such a kind of like you were talking about the roadmap that you prepared for yeah, Arc OS. Yeah. Like mm. they had like a roadmap and they knew how and, they were getting to Earth. Yeah, and they, yeah. they they were like the you know, Ronald Moore, like they had this all thought out and produced it so eloquently mm. that um they did a lot of parallels with what was happening in the world then, you know, like when yep. they're on New Caprica and are they terrorists or are they freedom fighters that, you know, they won, I can't think of the name of the award, like the Peabody Award or some, they won some crazy award that I don't think is often given to TV shows. And now when I watch like TV shows or science fiction and they, they sort of like try to do some kind of parallel to what's happening right now, like with the NSA or something, it's just like in your face, you know? Yeah. You're, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> or like, um, <laughs> this what, isn't, what is, you know, surprising or new to me at all. I mean, I live right. through this stuff on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just base like a whole TV show on things you read, like that uh, popular law show that spawned millions of other law, law shows. <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, so that's a, one of the reasons I really like Battlestars. I'm like, oh, oh, I see what you did there, but I barely saw it. I had to watch it a second time because I was too busy yeah. going, what the hell's going on with Starbuck? Yeah. And the soundtrack. <gasps> oh, don't even get me started about the amazing soundtrack. It's yeah. crazy how awesome that is. I think I have two of the albums, but I'm missing the one which has, like, you know, the tower. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like That's I want that great. one. The audio production on that show in general is amazing, it's fantastic. There, there, I can't think of a single um, sound effect that I would think is out of place. Like mm-hmm. everything sounds like what you think it should sound like. It's all exceptionally well produced and put together. Mm-hmm. And speaking re- of Cylons, um, I think I just read today that. Uh, which was kind of old news, but I didn't read it, but that uh, Intel is like, uh, I think later this year, they're going to have like uh, a 3D printable robot that you can uh, purchase and um, you can build your own little robot uh, if you have a 3D printer with the help of Intel for like only, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) $1,600. For only a small fortune, you too can have a robot. Well, I just think it'd be cool to put Arc OS in it, and then my server can follow me around. (laughs) Hey, upload this tweet for me and fetch me a beer. (laughs) That's the direction that we really need to be going. (laughs) Right. Is robots. People need to be able to know what, you know, their own cloud calendar is, is doing at every moment of the day, just following them around. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you could... Uh, jump onto the ex- success of the uh, Yo app, and you know you can, we could oh, make God. like a <laughs> we could make an ArcOS like Scratch app, you know, or like I say, you know, Scratch Paul, and then the ArcOS uh, robot arm reaches out and scratches his face, <laughs> and it's decentralized. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> oh. 
never mind. I don't want a robotic hand anywhere near my computer. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> you know, if if we even get a fraction of the money that they raise just for doing that ridiculous thing, then you know maybe we would consider it. Who knows? <laughs> if it helps to support the rest of the platform, then you know whatever. <laughs> Great. We're trying to, you know, put everyone's data on their own individual computers. But, you know, if you just want us to be able to say hi or yo to other people, then, you know, we'll do it. That's fine. You got that covered. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's got to be late for you guys. Mm, A little. Yeah. So. Yeah, not bad. I, I'm now. Now I'm sorry that we didn't talk about Star Wars more. Although we did talk about Battlestar, so that's true. We you know, we came. Close. Yeah, that's that good. means that's the obvious cue to then have Jacob on again and talk Star Wars. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'd love to relive my childhood traumas with you both. <laughs> you might get to relive them again in 2015. Oh gosh! I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too. I hope. I hope. It looks it's... like it looks like that might be the case, but I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope it. I hope it's uh, redemption and not um, fail on top of fail, yeah. whale on top of fail. Um, all right, yeah. I think this has been a uh, a solid pair of episodes. Um, thank you for joining us, Jacob. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome that uh, you took time out to come on our little show. <laughs> of course. And it was good to talk to a fellow Canadian, although I'm just a resident. <laughs> well, and I'm just a resident too, so we can we can have that in common. That's okay. <laughs> excellent. We can bear our residency cards proudly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially so the next time when... I'll talk to you about poutine because you know I have a lot of opinions on that. Of course. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Well, of course, I do. I'm glad that you only have your resident card because I'm sure I've probably said some bad things about Montreal somewhere on social media. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I have trouble reading the French language, which you don't because you can speak it. So. C'est vrai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just know un peu from high school un peu. French. Un peu. Now, um, yeah, like we said, it was great having you on, and we should probably let you go. We just need you to redo the whole show in French for our French listeners. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Avec plaisir, oui. <laughs> that, that's the next time we have you on. We'll talk Star Wars with another guest, but you'll just do the French translations annoyingly at the same time. Yes, I'll, I'll do the, the dubbing. Yeah. <laughs> Simulcast. Yep. We can't afford another live server to... To, to do the French one, so just try to block him out. Otherwise, try to listen right. to him if you know. French. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just It'll use just use the pan knob. We'll put French in the left channel, <laughs> English in the right. We all channel. have the video though, so we can't do like the bad lip syncing, which you know, is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> That's all right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, Jacob, uh, I think the proper thing that most uh, people do uh, when they're uh, in a good production is to say where can people find you? <laughs> yes. As I stumble well, through it. Um you can find me my project at arcos.io 
uh, is the website of the project. And me personally, I usually hang out on Twitter, and my identity on Twitter is peakwinter, P-E-A-K-W-I-N-T-E-R. So you can follow me there, or like I said before, arcos.io is my project. You can go there, see it, look at it, absorb it with your eyes, and see if it's something that you're remotely interested in. Yeah, and give it a try, because he's absolutely insane about getting back to people really quick in the chat or the forums so <laughs> yeah i try my best yeah and and we just released well we're in the process of releasing to the public version 0.6 which is unlike version 0.5 it's way different looks much better is much easier to use and is all around really really awesome so that'll give you all the more incentive to try it out very cool all right, excellent. And I have been uh, Chris, and um, <clears throat> the person who has way too much time to research Burt Reynolds' mustache. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at uh, Sick Days, S I double K D A Y S, on the Twitters and uh, various other medias and websites and stuff like that. Search that, and you'll find someone pretending to be me. And I am uh, Paul. I'm Paul D on Twitter, and uh, you can also find me at my blog, which is at padizio.com slash blog, or just padizio.com, which has links to a bunch of other places that, uh, a bunch of other projects that I do, including Montreal Sauce, uh, and my blog. So, Excellent. Thanks, it's guys. It's a landing page. Hey, thanks, Paul. Thank you. <laughs>